When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Right, into the home stretch now with the panel and two fabulous panellists today. The panel proudly sponsored by Malray Electric, putting the spark into Canterbury Rugby. I'm joined today by two of the voices of cricket, and Jeremy Coney and Garth Galloway. Good morning, gentlemen, and, and welcome to the show. Uh, good, good morning, Frankie. I, I can't believe you've got Coney out of bed at this hour, or have you? Is he there? Uh-huh. Uh, well, he's showing up, up on my screen. <laughs> he's up, up, he's up. I am, yeah, I'm up, Frankie. Hi, how are you? G'day, Garth. I'm, morning. I'm great, I'm great. Well, since I've got you both here, let's... Look, let's dive into some cricket chat. Jeremy, I'll start with you. The Black Caps. Look, oh, yes. do they just have a mental block against Australia? What What is going on there? Well, that's that's a big question, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was going on there? Well, they got into positions where they could win games and lost them, basically. I, I don't think we're playing... We're, we're a little team in decline, aren't we? Um, I think. I don't think our players are playing as well as they might. Um, and I'm talking about some of the key players as well, like Williamson and Conway, for example, with the bat. Um, they're not quite in the form that they have been. And they're getting stuck in the crease. And they're, not, they're good enough players. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The good players, I think, Frankie, can, can hit a good ball for a run. In other words, they manipulate themselves around the crease in order to get it to the leg side, and they force the bowler in the end to bowl wider of off stump and a cut comes in or a drive comes in and so on. So, but they are unable to do that at the moment. Uh, and, and, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying the conditions were overly easy. Uh, I think every... Every batsman struggled a little bit over there um, and the, on that pitch. Um, but nevertheless, I think New Zealand are slightly off the pace, you know, with their catching, their fielding, their throwing in from the boundary. Just everything's a little bit not top class. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. And, and Garth, it, it needs a bit of a quick fix, really. That, that T20 World Cup is coming up quickly. What? What needs to change to start winning some games in Australia? Is it as simple as when Williamson's back in form, this team starts running along a lot smoother? I think that's a that's a key factor for them. Um, you know, I mean, Australia and, and you and I have talked, Frankie, about how I, I mean, I, Jerry's hit the nail on the head saying it's a team in decline. I think it is. Um, you know, and that's in all forms of the game. Uh, and you know, the practices they've had warm up games against uh, Ireland, uh, the Netherlands, Scotland, and so on nice sort of tours, but they don't really advance you. They advance those sides, but they don't really advance New Zealand much. Um, I think with the T20 World Cup, you know, I mean, in the end, our pool's pretty good. Uh, England and Australia, 
look, you know, obviously you've got to win one of those games. Afghanistan, they should beat. Ireland will probably get into it, and Sri Lanka will top Pool A and, and get in. So in Australia, uh, you know, it, it comes down to two games, really, Australia and England, and winning one of those to get through to the semifinals. Um, I think that a huge amount uh, rests on Williamson with the bat, it, it, and Jerry's highlighted the fact that, you know, Conway is not scoring runs. Guptill looks to be struggling and spluttering a little bit towards the end of a very good career. Uh, you know, we've got quite an inexperienced side. Players like Alan haven't played a lot of international cricket. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'd love to see them do well. I think you can put your house on the fact they'll lose to Australia in, in the game against them, and then the game against England will become absolute key. But they need to somehow find a way to win again, and they got themselves into positions in Australia. And then, you know, I, I'm afraid um, they, they really appeared to be choking when the pressure came on against them. Yeah, it did seem to be a, a bit like that, and hopefully we don't see too much of that T20 World Cup. That that side has been named. Any surprises in there for you, Jeremy, or, or pretty predictable? Uh, usual suspects, I think, Frankie. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's what Stead calls a settled side, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think, yeah, pretty pretty much as expected, uh, I have a few little questions. Um, I've mentioned a couple already about the batsman. Um, is, say, for the bowling... And I, Australia's generally a place with a, a bit more bounce, harder grounds, larger grounds. I do hope they push the boundaries out for this, um, for this tournament. Um, I think that Bolt, obviously, is our, is our number one bowler. Um, and that's a whole issue in itself now that he's not centrally contracted. Southie, a little bit of a question uh, about his pace over in Australia. 130k, I don't think will do it. Um, And is he quick enough over there? He just looks a bit lacking zip and looks a bit fatigued to me, actually. Um, And then Ferguson and Milne, the other two, um, Milne, I hope his injuries are gone. Apparently, he's going to be fit for the pre-tournament in Christchurch. Ferguson looks to be going for a few. Um, Santner and Sodi is a bit of a question mark for me in Australia. I think he's out. I think he's our best wicket taker in, in sort of mm. T20 stuff. But I just think he's more an Asian kind of bowler. You know, UAE, Pakistan. India, West Indies, that kind, those kinds of territories. And I think the bounce, well, we'll wait and see. I, I mean, I don't want to be a soothsayer of doom or anything like that, but I just have a question mark about him a wee bit over there. Um, and then I've got a question also about the number eight position. Who bats there? Because number eight's become a key, you know, a key power player. And I, I don't know quite who New Zealand are going to play at number eight after Santner at seven, who's actually improved his batting a bit. Uh, so, you know, it looks like it's going to be Guptill and Conway, although, it, you know, they've used other openers there. And uh, Do you throw Finn Allen, who's got a strike rate of 156 in there for a start, and push Conway down and Williamson down, perhaps, one of those positions? Mitchell 
Then you get into the power players, Mitchell and and Phillips, perhaps they're 140 and 133 for strike rates, and Nisham 170. Then you're down to Santner 135. So that's where the, the guts of our runs, you would hope, comes from. Um, once they get a decent start in the foundation. Whether we get that or not, I don't know. Um, and then at number eight, who do we have there? And so that's that's a bit of a question mark for me. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there is the chance, I guess, they listed off a lot of names there, but if Finn Allen does go to the top and that pushes Williamson and Conway down, perhaps that pushes everyone down a spot and you actually end up maybe Mitch Santner comes in at that number eight spot and you only play five bowlers, which... Oh, to me, comes across with a bit of a yeah, risk yeah, as well, but that's dicey, yeah, there's because you need as, six or seven almost nowadays, don't you? Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. So as much as it's a settled squad, there's still lots of lots of questions about it. So yeah, we we will see how that goes. Garth Martin Guptill, there's been a few questions about his form, but but he's one of our white ball greats, isn't he? He's he's worth persevering with. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I know absolutely. He's, he's got to go to the World Cup. He deserves, you know, he, he deserves that. Um, I, I just wonder, you know, if he's just petering out a little. Um, and, and as Jerry said, you know, you're not seeing him uh, able to work the ball into the gaps and get out. He, you know, he's throwing his hands at the ball and getting out in slightly unexpected situations. Um, you know, I think of Taylor's last couple of years in Test cricket, and you know, I always think if players, the ideal thing is to go out on top and to be remembered at the at, at the peak. You know, that, that doesn't always uh, take place. Obviously, uh, Guptill, I think, is you know, he's right in that area now where uh, people are starting to talk about the end, and I think that's fair enough. T Twenty, you know, what, what's he played? 121 games at an average of 32, strike rate of 135. That's a you know, that's a hell of a good record. Uh, good if numbers. you compare it to what, what's that? Yeah, they're good numbers. And if you look at yeah. Williamson, uh, you know, he, he's played. Um, uh, Fewer, what, just looking at Williamson's average, he's played fewer T20 games. He's averaging exactly the same, 32, and his strike rate is uh, a little bit lower, 123. So, and if you look at Guptill's one-day average, uh, 41, and, and, and Williamson, which is okay. It, it, I don't think that's absolutely top class. It, it's it's very good though in New Zealand conditions mainly. Williamson is averaging 46. Guptill's strike rate is 87. Williamson's is 80. So the key, you know, the key for Guptill is he's been a good run scorer and he's scored his runs at a very good clip. He's often given New Zealand a great start. Uh, you know, I really hope that he has a great World Cup. The other thing about him that people should remember, a, a wonderful fielder. You know, he's been he's been a great fielder for New Zealand and done done good, good things, but um, needs to find a way to get a start, and he, he's going to be key because losing wickets early in that T20 World Cup will put that, you know, some of those other players under a lot of pressure. And, and a lot of those players, even though Gary said it's a settled squad, a lot of them are very inexperienced. Yeah. A, a tri-series coming up in Christchurch... Jerry, you mentioned it earlier. Is, is this going to be a good warm-up for T20 World Cup, Bangladesh and, and Pakistan involved? Well, you'd have more idea of the pitch conditions down there in Christchurch. It's a belter. Um, it's always a belter. You, well, there you go. Um, in that case, it'll be jolly good, I would have thought. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Bangladesh, Bangladesh um, aren't regarded as a really strong 
uh, opponent, I wouldn't have thought, but I mean, it's just for New Zealand to get out there and start to iron out some of the little issues that are developing and occurring in our games, game situations. When, how do we use our bowlers? What's the best way to use? It's not going to be ten overs, so we have got this this group of bowlers, haven't we? Which is sort of part timers, if you like. You know the Nisham and the Bracewell and the Mitchell, and you know that that type of bowler. Are we going to be able to slide them in at various times for one over and get them off? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. And and I, you know, it's getting that, that pattern about how are we going to play, um, and when we're under pressure in games, who can we look to? Um, and, and our fielding, our movement in the park, you know, our throwing and those kinds of things, everything has to be lifted. And so I think those three games, are, you know, that tri-series is important. Once we get over there, we play South Africa and we play Pakistan in Australia as build-up. They'll be interesting games too. Uh, and then we're into it. So, look, we just have to just lift everything. Um, I can't say more than that. Perhaps it's yep. me just feeling tired from last night. Yeah. No, that's, that's yeah, absolutely Gary, spot on. Yeah, I think Nisham's one of the players I think he'll be a key player. You know, I, I do think he's, he is the sort of bowler that you have to slide in for one every now and then. But he's a, he's a very, you know, I think his key thing is his finishing. And, um, you know, but I, but I think when it comes to it, they've got few players they can rely on, a few real stars. And uh, and as you say, in those warm-up games, I mean, I don't think Bangladesh in New Zealand conditions are going to pose uh, much of a threat. Australia is so different playing over there. That's where it's, um, you know, that's where it's going to be dif- difficult with the ball bouncing. Yeah, look, we're almost out of time, gents. It's been fantastic to talk. We didn't even get on to the White Ferns, but they have managed to pick up the first ODI Series win in the West Indies as well. Won the first two games, done it with a game in hand. They've still got five T20s in that last ODI to come. So I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm going to assume you're liking that as well. Been great to chat, as always. Look forward to doing it again. We could chat cricket for a whole show, I'm sure, with the two of you. So thanks so much for for giving up your time, Garth and, and Jeremy. It's been awesome. My pleasure, Cheers. Frankie. See you, Jerry. Bradman's off for a walk. I'm bye, bye. Bye, bye. <laughs> Great to chat to those two guys talking cricket. That's it from the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner for another weekend. I'm Frankie Mackay. It's been an absolute pleasure talking sport with you. See you same time, same place next week. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.